0: Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker. On this episode, Spike Jones from Coros is back again for a discussion of word-of-mouth marketing. Without further ado, let's get the episode started. What I wanted to talk about too is is a little bit more about like the word-of-mouth advertising. Um, because I know that you used to, who did you, used to work for somebody that was something like word-of-mouth marketing or something? Wasn't
1: Yeah, so it's Brains on Fire. uh, But then also, I was the chairman of the board for the Word of Mouth Marketing Association, which has since been uh, acquired by the American Marketing Association. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. So you might have, you might have, might know a little bit about word of mouth marketing last time I checked. So, what exact, give me your definition of word of mouth marketing.
1: It's a, it's a true recommendation from one person to another. I mean, that's it at its core. It's been around forever you know first caveman the second caveman where'd you get that and he told him and that's word of mouth right and and it still exists in different forms but even that you know we still know that the majority of word of mouth recommendations still happen like this social is great social accelerates those things but when you want to buy a car yeah you're going to go read the uh the online reviews but also if i know you and you have that car i'm going to go talk to you and trust you more because i know you um, so it's always been around, but it's, it's basically at its core, recommendation uh, and asking about those recommendations from someone you know.
0: And it's, I know it's evolved over the years. I mean, this, cause obviously now it's, you know, I think the last, well, we talk about influencers being kind of that as, you know, a little bit of word of mouth, a little different now because the people are realizing, Hey, maybe it's, you know, they're being paid to do this and they've got to disclose it. And there's it's a little bit different than just actual true word of mouth of, of you know, truly recommending products. And I guess that depends on uh, influencer to influencer, but um, it's been interesting. I think word of mouth is is always, the, is always the key, right? And reviews and people going and saying, hey, like if you already have that car, why, why wouldn't I ask you about it and you'll give me your true opinion? Because you don't really care if I get one of them or not. I mean, the idea is, is like you, you have the expertise, right? You've been there and, and figured out whether you like it or you don't like it.
1: Absolutely. And I, you know, I, I always see, I think influencers have their place in the world of word of mouth. I see them more as a billboard that you rent because I'm going to give them that car and let them drive it around and do, do a review like on Jalopnik. But then yes. at the same time, you've got to have, and we did this actually when I was at um, Fleischman, you know, the, the, the old, the Camaro came out when, it, when they went back to the old retro body style. And yes. we found this guy in the old forums who just loved Camaros and everyone, he had no uh, following on Twitter. Like he was basically a social media, I'm not gonna call him a nobody, but he was not in an yeah. any means. Yeah. But he, he loved the, the vehicle and uh, everyone in the forum, he would comment on everyone's comments in the forum and same thing to him. We reached out to him as, as representing Chevy and going, we would love to make a 30 second video about you and why you love these cars. And so we did, and then we gave it back to him. And as Chevy, we did not post it on Chevy.com. We didn't tweet about it. We just gave him this video that's about him. Yeah. He's just yeah. an Irish immigrant. He talks about you know his love of muscle cars, and he's also a graphic artist and all this stuff. Anyway, we just give him this video and say, thank you so much for being such a big fan of Chevy, and then we walked away. And so, of course, he goes to social, posts it. The guy gets 15,000 views on YouTube in the first couple of weeks and becomes the most influential person on Twitter about Chevy Camaros over the next couple of months. So we made an influencer, and we didn't pay him anything. We just made this great piece of content about him, not even about the car, about him.
0: But see, that's, what's big for me is that you guys, there's, you figure out where the community's at in this, in this situation, it's a forum. You went and you found somebody that once again, doesn't have a big social following, but you said, this guy obviously knows Camaros. Like there's hands down, he's the guy. And then you go and you said, Hey, I wanted to thank you for being such a big fan. Would you you know, do this commercial for you? And he does it. I love that. Right. Because it's not, there wasn't really any big play there, not knowing how that was going to turn out, other than the fact that you knew that he was going to go tell people because he's such a, you know, he'd go get Camaro probably tattooed on his neck if you paid for it. Right. I mean, he was that big of a fan. Um, I think that's awesome, man. Because then you kind of, you know, that's when I, that's to me is a, a true influence in the sense that he's an influence in the sense that he loves Camaros. And that's like, you didn't have to like sell him on anything, right? Like he's already there. And that's what I think a lot of brands miss out on is there's opportunities to talk to people in your communities that love your products already. Like you don't have to go and necessarily give somebody a car and convince them that it's a great car. Like you have people that are already talking about your vehicles or talking about your products and what are you doing to stay in front of them and thank hey, I wanna thank you for what you've done. Like we wanna give you a gift card. We wanna do this or do something and understand that, that that impact, if they're already an evangelist now they're gonna be 10 times the evangelist. Um, I love that because most people don't, I mean, brands that I talk to about putting campaigns together, they miss out on their their current community they have. Like they don't think about that. I'm like, there's Facebook groups. There's all kinds of stuff where these people are talking and you just don't know what's going on. And you should, because these people are already ready to go get that you know, Camaro tattoo. And all you got to do is just talk to them a little more and they're going to be super excited about once again you reaching out and talking to them. It's a great but, point. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about like challenges for marketers and, and word of mouth advertising, like, what do you think, you know, because obviously you've done this, you, you know, you've been on the agency side well, with marketers and doing them. And what do you think some of the common challenges that they have when it comes to word of mouth marketing?
1: I think the biggest thing is they expect, you know, I always talk about you have a customer and you have what they get excited about. And if you are the latest iPhone, even though I don't know if people get excited about iPhones anymore, but when they first came out, it was like supercomputer in my hand. Uh, but a big, cool, sexy thing that people get excited about, that's not always the case for all brands. All brands can't be an Apple or a Camaro or whatever it, it might be. They might just be a normal everyday brand, like a WD-40, right? Yeah. So we talk about like, and so I think that's the mistake. Like, I want you to get passionate about my oil, like, or, or you know, ball bearings or put in your, yeah. Not, yeah. It, I think that's the thing is they, they, they say, how can I get people really passionate about this? And so we say, you know what, let's reframe the conversation. If you, what, do, what do your customers care about and how do they use your products to fulfill that passion? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how you are the conduit that connects them to their passion because therefore now you're going to be able to provide the platform and the tools and the ability to talk about that thing they love and they're going to remember you for it and you're going to be part of that conversation. So I'm trying to help them reframe instead of going, hey man, let's go get people excited about, you know, yeah. Wd4. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think that's that's one of the biggest common mistakes that we see. So we try to help them think about reframing that conversation.
0: Yeah, because it. I mean, that's the thing is, I we you know the same thing if you have like an insurance broker or something you're doing, they're like, I want to be like this, and it's like it's just not quite as sexy as what you're trying to make it right your, your iPhone is something everybody talks about Camaro is a household name it's like and nobody's gonna say god that insurance broker that I met the other day what a great guy you know I mean it's like you gotta yeah, it's, it's gonna it's a little harder to make you sexy we, you know we can work around it but I like the reframing of the conversation absolutely and, and look at you know are you familiar with USAA yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah I mean for look sure. at that whenever, whenever I would give talks
1: back in the day pre-COVID I would say who here loves their uh, insurance company to your point and yeah. US members would raise their hand every time. But they get to tell, because everyone's got a story about how they, well, they were taken care of when something happened to them. And how, whenever you got an accident, the first thing that the,
0: the agent asked is like, are you okay? Uh, just cool, but you know, there are the, those exceptions for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's talk talking about word of mouth. It doesn't get any better than that, mm-hmm. right? On that note, Spike, allow me to tell our listeners more about how my team can help them increase their online visibility. We offer services like influencer marketing, SEO, content marketing, online PR, and more. To contact us or learn more about our services, visit ShaneBarker.com. That's S H A N E B A R K E R.com. You'll find all the details there. Now let's get back to the discussion. So with the with the software that you guys have, like how does that help um, like brands leverage word of mouth marketing? I mean, is there a way that you guys anything you guys have built into the software that kind of makes it so that it's a kind of a no brainer?
1: I mean, I think there's several things. Again, you know, it, it's really three parts because we want to reach customers where they are. So it's not only the marketing part of it where we're out there listening to the conversations that are happening, responding and be able to build out those campaigns through, through the tool. Then there's care. And again, you know, people, we want that seamless experience. So when the, if a handoff does come in and you are the marketing person on Twitter and someone comes in and goes, hey, my stuff's broken. There's this seamless handoff that the, the tone of voice does not change, the brand voice does not change, and there's a seamless thing that happens that, to go over to the care folks as well that they mm-hmm. feel like, and I think that's one of the other things that we see with some customers is like, still care is siloed, and they don't talk to the marketing kids and the marketing kids don't talk to the care kids. But maybe I want to reach you a brand on WhatsApp or Apple Business Chat or you know Google Business Chat, any of those. People have to be there and be available. So that's what the platform is. Is it's it's able to reach people where they are, where they want to be, and then have the seamless experience across that customer journey.
0: Like that's uh, yeah. I mean i I can't say this enough. And once again, I, I talked about this demo that I did with with Adam, and it was it blew me away that you that you pulled all that in. You get all that information, you get it in one dashboard because we you know, it being siloed. We used to try, and this was a few years ago now, but, you know, trying to look at different channels and this that, and the other, and it becomes impossible. And it's like, how do you bring that all together? And obviously you guys are the answer to that. And I I love that you guys, once again, I love what you guys are doing. You're doing some good stuff over there, but give us some examples of, of other brands that are doing a good job with uh, word of mouth advertising. Like, is there anybody that like stands out? I mean, USSA obviously be a a good example of like, and that's funny because when you said that, I, I do think I have, two people in my family that have it. And I, at one point we had talked about it and they couldn't, they were like losing their mind about how good it was. And I was like, they, do they give you like free coffee to drink in the morning to go pitch people? Or like, I'm just confused and why you're so pumped, but um, it is kind of crazy. Any other brands that you can think of that, that, you know, that also kind of run along those lines?
1: Yeah. One, I've been a long time admirer of Target and I just think, especially on social, they just kill it. it. It is, you know, it is this thing that they celebrate. I don't, you know, the target effects is what they talk about. And when you go into a target looking for three things, you come out with what? 30, right? And yeah. it's just people talk about, but I just think they're social and how they approach, because they do, they do brand love. And I just think how they approach it and how they interact with their customers and spread that love, but then also take care of those customers whenever they have those needs as well. I just think they do a really, really nice job. Again, it's easier when you're a, a beloved brand, like a target, um you don't have there's not many haters out there for sure but them being able to recognize okay we're going to embrace these things in a a relevant way they'll jump on they'll jump on trends that are relevant to them and stay away from ones and not try to insert themselves in conversations that they don't need to be in but just being that culturally relevant um i think is really important too and recognizing those things so that's one. they're one of my favorites by far
0: that's awesome yeah i know uh Actually, if I go into Target with my wife and we only come out with 30 things, I think that's a win. Because I'm, I'm usually playing, I usually play defense. So I'm like, oh, no, 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 no but we don't, come on, babe, you're worth it. I'm not saying you're not worth it, but I don't, we don't, no, no, we're fine. She goes, what about you? You need some shooting? No, I don't know. I love you, but no, we don't, we're good. Let's just keep it under, under 30. It got Christmas around the corner. Let's just focus on what we got going on. And she's like, I feel like you just don't want me to buy a lot of stuff. Like, I know, potentially, that could be the buy. That could be the buy thanks spike it's been an intriguing episode and i'm sure our listeners are now ready to implement word-of-mouth campaigns for their brand at this point we'll have to wrap up this segment of the marketing growth podcast we'll be back with spike jones to talk about multi-channel marketing on next week's episode stay tuned